Welcome back to the Foul Balls podcast for June 18th, 2018, and I'm recording this on the night of Father's Day. Pretty fun day with my dad, watched the U.S. Open, did some grilling, just hung out outside a little bit. It was fun, and I hope that everybody else had a good day with their dad. I hope you had that moment where you're sitting at the kitchen table, your mom grilled some hot dogs and hamburgers, and you just looked at him across the table and you realized, I used to live inside of your balls. Because that's what Father's Day is all about. We came from our fathers and now we're here. So weird, uh, weird thoughts for me, but it's good, good day, some nice bonding moments. And we've moved back to baseball. So for Monday night, we have a really terrible $5 tournament on DraftKings, one of the worst pay structures of any tournament I've ever seen. It has a $300,000 prize pool for a $5 entry, 150 max, with 100000 going to first place. So that is a third of the prize pool goes to first, which is just ridiculous payout structure. So I'm not going to be playing that tournament, but I, that, I, don't, I don't even know why stuff like that gets posted in the lobby. I don't know why people like playing those tournaments. I guess people just like looking at it and seeing like, oh, I could win $100,000 if I take first place. Well, there's a lot of people in the tournament. You're probably not going to win. And you're really then just competing with 71,000 people for the other $200,000 prize pool. It's really, it's just, it's a negative EV tournament to play. Even if you're better than all the other players, it would take such a long term, a long time to realize a good ROI on something that pays out that top heavy to first place. So I don't think those types of tournaments are a good ones to enter. I generally want to look for things that are a little flatter of a pace structure. Uh, also for tomorrow, we have nine games. We have some bad weather. And something DraftKings did do that I like is they left the Yankees-Nationals game off the slate, whereas FanDuel left it on. That could be a really messy situation because this is a double, kind of doubleheader makeup game for the Yankees and Nationals. They're they had a game that got rained out about a month ago, and they're playing this as part of a double header. The first game, though, isn't a full game. It's playing where the last game left off. It's a 3-3 tie somewhere in the middle innings. If that game runs long, there's a chance that the second game doesn't start when it's supposed to. And if you look at the FanDuel site, that really becomes a mess because that game could lock and just having no clue which guys are going to be playing. So I'm, I'm happy that DraftKings opted to leave that one off the slate. Still nine games to choose from. Uh, right now, a couple of games that look to have pretty crappy weather. The White Sox and Indians game right now has a 70-80% chance of thunderstorms. And then we have the Dodgers-Cubs game, which also has a 60% chance of thunderstorms. So for right now, I'm going to say to fade those games. But we're going to need some more updates tomorrow for the weather when we could get that in the afternoon. Another game that is some substantial uh, weather for the game is the Rangers at Royals game has strong winds expected to be blowing out to center field and hot temperatures tomorrow. So that looks like extreme hitting environments and two crappy pitchers on them. It's also two crappy offenses. But I'll talk about that game in a second. Uh, so getting into the games right now, the pitchers. We've got three expensive pitchers on the slate. We've got Garrett Cole, Trevor Bauer, and Jacob deGrom. So for starters with Bauer, like I said, bad weather. So for now, that game's a fade for me. It would be a good spot for him against the White Sox, but that's a no-go for me due to poor conditions. And then we have Jacob deGrom 
in Colorado against the Rockies. Usually I'd say, oh, DeGrom at 11,200 against the Rockies, who are bad against right-handed pitching. But it's a game in Coors Field, so to me, I'm going to avoid DeGrom in this game. I'm also going to be avoiding the Rockies' offense side of the game, which leaves us with Garrett Cole at 13,000 home matchup against the Rays. It is a little pricey for Cole, but I think that the pitching options are so weak on this slate. And still, Cole very likely to pick up the win here. He's pitched extremely well this year, 2.4 ERA, 2.73 FIP, striking out 12.5 hitters per nine innings. He's actually averaging 29 fantasy points per start. So at the 13000 price tag, I, I think it's fine to pay up for him. And I don't. The, a lot of the offense I like aren't super expensive, so we're gonna have to go up to pitch or any pitch. Go up to pay at pitching, and I just think Cole makes sense at thirteen thousand. I think that of those three guys, he's definitely the strongest play to me, and I, I like him. I think he makes sense for this slate. So moving down, there are no pitchers that I really find interesting until I get to Caleb Smith at seventy eight hundred. So Smith is currently shown as out on DraftKings. That might still be the case for tomorrow, but don't be concerned. He is just on the bereavement list. He's not dealing with an injury or anything. He's expected to be activated for Monday, and he is listed as the starting pitcher for the uh, for the Marlins for this game. The only way that would change is if there's some kind of announcement like, hey, he's still away from the team and he's not going to be able to pitch, but I, I don't think that's going to be the case. He should be good to go. At 7,800, it's not really a cheap price tag for him except still he's averaging about 17 fantasy points per start at only 7800 it's a really strong pitchers park in san francisco the other thing to also consider is that evan longoria is one of the giants better hitters against left-handed pitching and he's out for an extended period of time due to a broken uh was it a broken index finger so smith at 7800 i think he makes sense he also comes with a lot of strikeout upside the numbers for caleb smith this year striking out 10.38 hitters per nine innings and the number's still also pretty solid from 3.75 era 3.55 x fip so he's been a slightly above average pitcher with the dfs upside due to all the strikeouts and then the giants missing one of their better hitters pitchers park so caleb smith i think is good to roster the next guy i'm interested in is nick pavetta at 7300 Pavetta really burned me his last start. He had a rough first inning and then came back to strike out the side in the second inning. Uh, I think he was decent in the third inning, and then he just got slaughtered in the fourth inning, a really favorable matchup at home against the Rockies. Still, Pavetta overall for the season, another guy, strikeout upside, 10.13 strikeouts per nine innings. He's a 4.25 ERA, but 3.09 FIP and 3.43 XFIP suggest that he's been a little bit unlucky this year. He's looking at some positive regress- regression. He should have a lower ERA than what his numbers currently show. He's getting the strikeouts, high ground ball rate, doesn't really walk a lot of guys. I think Pavetta is a solid pitcher, and he's a good value at 7,300. Um, the ERA, once again, not great, except... It seems to be a little bit fluky to me. He's not giving up a lot of hard contact. 29% hard contact rate, that's pretty low. So Pavetta, I think he's a solid pitcher, 7,300, probably just a bit too cheap for him, so he makes sense. Uh, Another guy who I like here is Andrew Suarez at 6,800. So Suarez, not really a great pitcher, except it's such a good matchup for him against the Marlins and then at home in the pitcher's park. The Marlins against left-handed pitching this year, 26th in the league with an 84 WRC+, plus, 21% strikeout rate, so not a ton of strikeouts, but they're such a weak-hitting team against lefties, and Suarez is cheap at 6,800. So I think that all four of those guys make sense. Garrett Cole, Caleb Smith, Nick Pavetta, and Andrew Suarez as my pitchers. Moving into the offenses, 
the game that I'm interested the most right now is the Rangers-Royals game for a couple reasons. First, the weather that I mentioned before is supposed to be really hot and the wind blowing out. So right away, we could say benefit to the offenses. And then you look at the pitchers on the hill. It's Ian Kennedy for the Royals and Bartolo Colon for the Rangers. So I'll start with Kennedy. Kennedy this year, 5.13 RA, 4.52 FIP. But you look at the numbers, 30% ground ball rate, so extreme fly ball pitcher, and still 12.6% home run to fly ball rate, 15.7% last year, 12.8% the year before, 17.2% the year before that. He gives up a lot of fly balls. He gives up a ton of home runs. It's always been the issue for Kennedy. Really good for targeting him in DFS, uh, offense against him in DFS, not, not targeting Kennedy in DFS. And then if you look at the Rangers' offense, yeah, they haven't been great against right-handed uh, hitting this year. They've been pretty poor, 24th in the league with an 87 WRC+. plus. But if you look at the way that the Rangers do their damage, they hit fly balls and they hit home runs. So I, I think that there is a potential here with the wind blowing out, fly ball, fly ball pitcher. I think the Rangers, there's a lot of upside for them here. There's downside because they're not a great offense. But I'm willing to bet on the on the upside for them for stacks. And then the other side of the game, the Royals, how much interest I have in them depends on how healthy they are tomorrow. Both Mike Moustakis and Whit Merrifield left the game today with injuries. If both of them are out, I wouldn't have interest in Cologne as a pitcher, but I wouldn't have a ton of interest in the Royals offense either just because it would be such crappy hitters. So if they have everybody healthy, then we look at Cologne, 23.5% home run to fly ball rate, 4.94 ERA, 5.63 X uh, FIP this year. And then if you look at the strikeout and walk numbers, he doesn't walk guys. He doesn't strike out guys. So it's a lot of balls getting put in play. And the hard contact rate for him this year, 45%. That's the highest of his career. I think that's the worst in baseball. He's getting hit very hard this year. A lot of balls are going in the air. And like I said before, if, he, if balls are going to be hit, balls are going to be hit hard, balls are going to go in the air with that warm temperature and the wind blowing out, I think there's a lot of potential home runs coming for the Royals' offense. So both those games make sense. I certainly like a stack there. On the high end of offense for expensive teams, I'm going to go with the Astros again. I've been riding them a lot recently. They've been hitting extremely well. They're now up to a 113 WRC plus against right-handed pitching. That's third in baseball. Their offense was a little bit disappointing to start the year, but they've really picked it up recently. And they're looking like one of the, if not the best offense in baseball again. So if you want to go with two of the cheaper pitchers and expensive offense, I think the Astros are the way to go. I prefer the Rangers and Royals as of now, but the Astros are my third favorite offense. And then the last team that I'm looking at for stacks and definitely for plugs is going to be the Mets. So the Mets have been absolutely awful against left-handed pitching this year. They have actually been the worst offense against lefties versus any team versus the handedness of any pitcher in baseball. The Mets have a 65 WRC plus against lefties. Now, with that said, they're playing in Coors Field. So it's such a big upgrade to the offenses playing in Coors Field that I'm still willing to target some of these Mets hitters, especially given their price tags. The one who is my favorite is going to be Wilmer Flores, who is only at, I just had this in front of me a second ago, uh, 30, here it is, 3,600. That's really cheap for Flores. He hits left-handed pitching extremely well. Tyler Anderson, for his career, struggled against right-handed hitters. Now, I think a lot of people are going to look at the numbers for Tyler Anderson this year, and they're going to go, oh, Tyler Anderson's actually been worse against lefties than righties. That has been the case this year, except he's only had 62 at-bats 
against lefties this year. And if you look at his numbers for the rest of his career, he's been a lot worse against righties than lefties. So I think the Mets righties make a ton of sense here, especially as plugs. And then there's guys like Wilmer Flores mentioned, 3,600. We have Mezzarocco, I think, is a good catching option at 4,000. As Drupal Cabrera, 4,300. He's a switch hitter. Todd Frazier, 4,400. He's historically hit lefties really well. So I think there's a lot of guys that make sense for plugs here. And if you want to stack the Mets righties, I stack the Mets right-handed hitters. I, I think that definitely makes sense here, given that they're playing in Coors Field. So in terms of priorities of offenses for me right now, it's Rangers 1, Royals 2, Astros 3, and the Mets 4. Uh, but then also guys like Wilmer Flores probably ends up being my highest owned hitter, assuming he's in the lineup tomorrow. And then for pitchers, it was Cole, Caleb Smith, Nick Pavetta, and Andrew Suarez. So that is going to wrap up the podcast for tonight. I will be back for Tuesday's slate. And then I also recorded some stuff with Josh Lloyd tonight of Basketball Monster. We were just breaking down the Sixers 2017-2018 uh, season, looking ahead to next season, and then some of the possible moves they can be making in free agency with uh, Kawhi Leonard and LeBron and Paul George. Uh, I think that the Sixers are like my new adopted favorite team. I have been a Knicks fan for most of my life, except they're just not fun to watch. They're not going to be good this year. The Sixers are really fun. So maybe a little bit of a bandwagon jumper, but whatever. They're a fun team to watch, and they're the team I watch the most games of on League Pass. So you guys can go follow me on Twitter at DFS. That's where I put the links to all my stuff. Have a good night, and I will be back tomorrow.